Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fun on Weekdays podcast. I am your host, Jenna Palak, and I'm so freaking mad. I just recorded an entire intro and it was so good. Like the words were just rolling off my tongue. I was probably blabbing so much, but like it felt good. The energy was right. And I go to stop recording and I realize I didn't record a single thing. So this is going to be my best attempt at recreating the intro. And I am recording this in advance because I'm going home to Cleveland tomorrow. I say Cleveland, but I'm not from Cleveland. I am from Painesville, Ohio. It's a small town, suburb. I don't, I guess I don't really know what you call it, but it's about 35 minutes east of Cleveland. I went to high school with like 300 people in my graduating class. So it's not that small, but we did spend our Friday and Saturday nights like in the Sheets parking lot or getting mac and cheese bites. Like that was the highlight of our weekend or getting the Fluffernutter shake. If you know, you know. So that kind of gives you some perspective of how small the town is. It's not that small. We have a Sheets. Like we're kind of progressive. I am about to be home for Thanksgiving for six full days and I'm honestly really, really excited. I have seen my family more this year than I have in the past few years, which as I get older, I really value time with my parents and my sisters way more than I did when I was like in college and coming home. Cause when I was in college, I would go home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And all I wanted to do was hang out with all of my friends that I had missed from high school. I am really excited because all of my girlfriends are going to be home and I'm sure we will see each other a couple times while we're there. But I don't know, as I get older, I just love sitting around the kitchen table and gossiping with my mom and my grandma and my cool aunt Leslie and the rest of my family and my cousins and my baby cousins like there are parts of me that miss Ohio and people often ask me if I would ever move back to Ohio I say this as I sit in the house that I just bought in Texas probably not (laughs) I have way too many things that tie me to Texas now I don't think I would ever move back to Ohio but it would be really nice eventually like when I'm ready to start my own family to be somewhat close to my parents because I I obviously want my parents to be a huge part in like my kids lives I want I want their grandparents to go to their baseball games or their choir concerts or I don't know I'm trying to think of other things my grandparents went to but I grew up with both sets of my grandparents in my hometown and they came to everything. And as I get older and I've like, I've lost my nanny and my other sets of grandparents get a little bit older. It does make family time that much more special, even though family time can be so overwhelming. And at at some point you got to max out, you know? My family is the kind that we will stay at whoever's house until like midnight. We will be there all night chit-chatting it up. The second we think we're about to leave, nope, we got another story to tell. And when I was younger, that used to frustrate me and annoy me. And now I'm like, it's just something I can kind of laugh about because one day I'm not going to have that and I'm going to miss it. So I'm looking forward to spending time with my family. Both of my sisters are going to be in Ohio too, which is really special. And yes, both of my sisters, you guys, I have two older sisters. I'm the youngest. Erin is 28 and she lives in Ohio City. She is the artist and she paints custom pet portraits. Her Instagram is EL Paintings. Erin also does my newsletter for fun on weekdays. So if you're not subscribed, subscribe to it. She does a beautiful job. And then Sydney is our older sister. She is 30 and she lives in San Antonio. She's an occupational therapist. So We don't get to spend as much time with Sydney, even though she does live closer because she doesn't have as much flexibility with her work schedule. So really quickly want to say 
a huge, huge thank you during the holiday season, especially to all of the healthcare workers who are forfeiting time with their own families to help other people and take care of other people. I know there are a lot of people who work in healthcare that listen to this podcast. So this is just a little extra appreciation for you and people like my sister. So obviously I'm recording this in advance. I don't know exactly what I'm doing when I'm home, but Wednesday is the biggest, like, I think it's the biggest drinking holiday of the entire year, right? It's basically the night that every single person comes out of hibernation. They put on their best outfit, They give their best get ready with me video attempt. Like everybody is full glam. They are ready to go. They are ready to hit the local bars and be dressed to the nines to see everybody from high school, which is so overwhelming and intimidating. Honestly, thinking about it right now, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that. There's so much pressure to like look your absolute best. And I don't know, especially with doing social media, I kind of block out the fact that anybody that I possibly know could be listening to anything I post or watching anything I post. Um, So when I go home and I'm reminded that there are people that I do know in my real life that do watch my videos, I (laughs) don't know how to respond. I feel like sometimes I'm kind of awkward And I don't mean to be, but my way of dealing with awkwardness when I'm talking to someone I haven't talked to in a while is oversharing. And then after I've just spent five to 10 minutes talking to someone, I'll walk away and be like, oh my God, was I weird? Like, did I just share too much? Was I overwhelming them? And then that drives me kind of crazy. So I assume we'll probably be going out on Wednesday night. I'm not sure. And then Thursday, obviously Thanksgiving. I am sad, but also so happy because Erin is not going to be spending Thanksgiving with us this year. She is spending it with her boyfriend's family. What I am really, really, really looking forward to though, you guys, there is this local speedway in my town and it is off the side of the road. Like there is nothing around this speedway. It is a racetrack and there's a couple rows of bleachers. And honestly, it is so random, but I kind of grew up going there every once in a while with my dad. They would do these demolition derbies and different like races and stuff. And my dad always loved NASCAR. So woo, go Jeff Gordon. He was our fave. I don't really know why, but he just was. And a couple years ago, my dad said, I want to race on that racetrack. (laughs) And every year they do this turkey leg. That's what it's called. The turkey leg race. And Anybody can enter the race. You don't have to be a legitimate race car driver. So my dad entered it. He found a beat up car, I think on like Facebook marketplace or maybe from one of his friends that owns a car shop. I don't really remember the details, but he turned this car into a race car and he painted all over it stripes and numbers. And he got all of his friends, local businesses, decals, put it all over the car. My dad looked like a legit racer. And he was 52 when he did it the first time. So his number on his car was, of course, 52. Well, that was a couple of years ago, I think right before COVID. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to that race. I don't really remember why, but he finished in the top five. I do know that. And basically the entire stands were people that were there to cheer him on. Like something about my dad is he is the life of the party. Like he walks in the room and he does know every single person and he will make his way around and he just loves to make people laugh and smile and bring people together. So it's no surprise that everybody showed up to support him. And this year he's doing it again. This time he's going for gold. If you win first place, I think you win like $2,000, which is honestly a really 
nice jackpot, especially right before the holidays. I, I would not complain about $2,000. So he took my grandpa's old car. It's an old mobile. That's literally what it's called. It looks exactly like what you probably think it looks like. And so my dad decked it out. He again, put all these racing stripes and numbers on it. And we are going to the race on Saturday, <laughs> the race at the local speedway in Painesville. And I'm going to have my girlfriends from high school sleep over on Friday night and then wake up in the morning, get ready together, make breakfast, drink lots of mimosas. And we're probably going to day drink at the local speedway track. And if that is not the epitome of small town. I don't really know what is. Sunday, I don't know what I'm doing. Monday, I come back to Austin. And then Tuesday, that is when today's episode comes out. So I promise I'll try to make this intro short. There's only two other things to share with you. The first one being my I can definitely do that of the week. So I started this last week. I can definitely do that is a little series where I'm going to do weekly where I share a thought that I've had or an idea or a business proposal that I've had where I think to myself, I can definitely, definitely do that because like, why couldn't I? So I already know when I go home, I am going to have the thought that I should open up an ice cream coffee shop because there's this place by my house. It's called 1899 or 1989, something like that. It's this coffee place. They have the best food, the best coffee, best caramel macchiato I've ever had in my life. Every time I'm home, I absolutely have to go. And then right next door is this ice cream shop that used to be called Carlone's. It's not called Carlone's anymore because they unfortunately sold it. But every time I go home, I'm like, I could definitely open up some type of hospitality business in my hometown. Like that would be so fun. A little restaurant, a little cafe. They need more of that in Ohio. They also need gyms that have group fitness classes because when I lived in Ohio, in Painesville, the only place I was working out was like Planet Fitness. We did not have bar, Pilates, yoga, cycling classes. Like that's just not really a thing. So when I moved to Austin, group fitness classes became like a really big passion of mine. Now I teach bar. It's something that I like love to do. I have a whole episode about getting my teaching certificate and all of that. If you're interested, it's something that I'm really proud of that I did in this past year. So if it's not a coffee shop type of place, I would definitely open up a Pilates studio like, cause I can definitely do that. Anyways, the other thing that I have to share with you is that starting on December 1st, we are doing our very first 25 days of fun. And that's exactly what it sounds like. It's just 25 days of fun activities, ideas of things that you can do leading up to the holidays on a weekday, especially during, um, daylight savings, because I'm recording this at 5 PM and it is pitch black outside. You would think that I'm in Hollister right now. We also have a bunch of discounts, giveaways, the giveaways, I just have to say, like I'm gonna toot my own horn for a second because the giveaways are insane. A few of them are personally from me, things that I really, really wanted to do. The only one that I have shared so far is this huge makeup giveaway. It is every single makeup product that I absolutely love and adore. And it's a huge giveaway for that. The other giveaways are just as great, but I don't wanna ruin the surprise. So starting on December 1st, we will start sharing what the giveaways are. That'll be on my personal Instagram, Jenna Palak, 
and our fun on weekdays Instagram. And then sign up for our newsletter too, because every single day of it, we will be posting what the giveaway or discount is or what we're highlighting so that you can keep it all in somewhere too within your emails if you are an email girly. So that's it. Those are all of my updates. We're going to get into today's episode, which is with Kalani Hilliker. The girl needs no introduction. Kalani was on Dance Moms, what, 10 years ago? It's kind of crazy. Time has flown. She is an icon. She just started her own self-care brand. It's called Care by Kalani. So we talk a little bit about that, but she also opens up about her dating life. So I had a really fun time chit-chatting with Kalani, getting to know her a little bit better. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm so excited. This will be fun. I am um, friends with Brooke Highland. She, yeah, she used to live in Austin. So during that time we like became friends and she unfortunately just moved away, but I saw that you guys were together recently. Yeah, we were just together. Like what? Two days ago. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that brings me to the first thing that we obviously have to talk about. Dance moms, y'all kind of just like broke the internet last weekend. So all of you girls got together to film. Can you share any insight about what y'all were filming? Yeah. So we filmed a two hour reunion special. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that, but it's whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I, don't, I think it's fine. <laughs> but, um, you know, some of us decided that we wanted to come back and film this. And I think it was really awesome just because even Brooke and Paige and I weren't really on the show together. Mm-hmm. So all coming together and doing this and talking about so many things that happened in the past and also just like seeing what we're all doing now mm-hmm. was super fun. I think everybody's going to be really interested. We're talking, you know, a lot of topics that the fans have wanted to hear about, you know, and we haven't really been able to speak on it other than just like a short TikTok or something. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to all sit down and hear everybody's different opinions and just kind of chatted up. So it's, it's definitely interesting. I'm interested how it's going to air and play out, but we definitely had a lot of fun. It was fun all coming together and just hanging out. Yeah. I imagine after like however many years after filming, you'll probably have such a different perspective too. Now that you're like literal adults and you're no longer children. Um, so when you're talking about some of these topics you haven't been able to talk about for the past couple of years, is it because y'all had like a contract and you weren't allowed to talk about it or you just haven't all been together in a space where it's felt like natural to bring things up? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing in our contracts that state we can't really talk about anything. You know, it's our experience. Yeah. And we were children at the time. So yeah. I it's it's a very messy situation because I don't really even know like what was happening. Mm-hmm. I was a child. I seriously couldn't tell you what was going on. It was also our parents' first time on TV and just no one knew what the fuck was happening. <laughs> seriously. So Coming back now, we just had a controlled setting, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's a reunion. So we were able to all sit down and we had different conversations we were supposed to talk about. So it it was good. It was really good. It was really emotional. There was a lot of emotional moments and watching back some things that maybe none of us have ever even seen before, because a lot of us don't really even watch the show obviously because we were on it Jojo loves to watch it though she's obsessed with the show (laughs) but um I mean there were so many clips that I didn't even remember I mean you have to think about it it's my childhood how much of your childhood do you remember 
you know? So I don't, I don't know. It was really, really weird, but it was really fun. And it was cool to be back on set. It was like weird being an adult filming yeah. dance films, you know? Yeah. How was that being back on set? And I know that y'all were all posting on social media. Everybody mm -hmm. was following it, like refreshing to see what y'all were doing. Um, because I think a lot of people have been waiting for this moment. And yeah. a lot of people now, like we still talk about dance moms. I still see it all over my TikTok. And I'm sure it probably feels inescapable for you. But watching it back, seeing things that like you haven't quite processed yet has probably been like almost a bit of a shell shock. Like, does it feel like you lived a different reality almost? It was weird to watch it back through my adult eyes. Mm -hmm. I could see myself, which we talk a lot about on the reunion, but I could see myself really having no emotion and not feeling anything and not really understanding either the severity of a situation or what was actually happening, you know? So watching it as an adult and seeing myself was like a, it was a big, it was a big therapy call. I mean, th sorry, I just read <laughs> a text that came through, but a therapy conversation between <laughs> all of us. And I'm happy that we did it. I'm so happy we did it. I think it was good clarity for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And I think it made us all closer. Yeah. I was actually going to ask if it gave you any type of like closure or helped you kind of understand things from everyone's perspective. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been having so much anxiety about filming it Yeah, just because I didn't really know what was going to happen. Right. And also when I think of dance moms, I think of drama and fighting <laughs> and all this craziness that I truly don't want to go back to. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to revisit the screaming and yelling. So I was, I think a little bit afraid that that was going to happen, especially once I found out that they wanted our moms to be there. Cause at first our moms weren't going to be there <laughs> at first. It was just going to be the girls, but then honestly having our moms there was amazing and it was so much fun and it wasn't screaming and yelling. Mm -hmm. It was just all of us stating our opinions and, you know, figuring out just kind of what happened at the time. And I mean, none of us really care too much now, right? Like we're adults and whatever happened in the past happened. Like I was 11, but it was good to get some clarity on everything and just kind of go back and just revisit, you know, there were so many amazing moments to do. I think we forget to mention that there was so many good times, even with Abby, all the, I mean, all the girls and moms, we had amazing times, especially times that weren't filmed on TV. I mean, you got to think about it. We filmed 60 hours a week. Yeah. That's only insane. 40, yeah. Only 45 minutes go on TV. That's like, did at the time, did you ever think like, oh my gosh, this is basically like child labor and it's like a really, really unhealthy environment. I mean, 60 hours no. is so much. No. See though, because it was just my life. Mm -hmm. You didn't think childhood. anything else. That's crazy. No, I, I didn't think of anything else. I mean, I was going to dance. I was with my friends every day. And for the most part, I was having fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, like most people do what we did. Ours was just filmed on TV. Mm -hmm. Not saying that it was, it was very different and it was traumatic in some senses and everybody has their own stories. But I mean, we went to school and we went to dance, mm -hmm. but it was obviously filmed and there was crazy situations. But it just felt like my childhood and my life. It didn't feel like 
child labor or anything just because that's what I was used to. I didn't know. I didn't know anything else. Yeah. It's crazy that some people have like home videos and you just have an entire reality TV show <laughs> that you can go yeah, back to my watch. home videos. <laughs> that's crazy. I was just talking to my friend the other day about that because I forget. We were just like sitting and watching TikToks. And obviously every time I scroll on TikTok and same with her, dance ones clothes come up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was your voice because it doesn't sound like you because I was so young. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that was so weird because I don't know what I sounded like as a kid because I don't really have videos all over the place of me talking as a kid. Yeah. So it, I haven't watched back any of my home videos in quite a bit of time, but anytime that I do, I'm like, I just don't, I just don't remember that. I have very selective memory and it seems like the older I get, the less I remember. So it is like honestly, probably pretty cool that you do have a whole archive that you can eventually like show to your kids one day and you yeah. can go back and reference it too. Um, so after now being on set again for the first time in a while, does it kind of like interest you again to get back into being on TV or doing more interviews and doing more with media? Cause I did listen to your podcast with Sophia Um, Sophia with an F and you talk about how you don't really go to that many events and you don't do that many interviews or podcasts or anything too, too much, but has it kind of encouraged you to get back into it a little more? Yeah, I think once COVID hit is kind of when my anxiety peaked and just, I was going through my roughest patch I've ever gone through quite yet by myself. And I was living in LA at the time And then I ended up moving back home to Scottsdale, where I am now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I moved here to get out of LA. I seriously didn't go back to LA for two years because I was so traumatized. I wouldn't even necessarily say about the show and all these things, but that's when I first was experiencing my panic attacks and so much. So I had all these connections in LA that were just kind of negative in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I never knew if I truly wanted to get back into anything just because I don't want to have a panic attack. I don't want to feel anxious. Like those are the worst feelings, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go back to that. But recently I have been, I hate the word force, but forcing myself back into these situations because I know it's like what I love to do and I enjoy it, but I think I just couldn't see the right side of it. Mm -hmm. So being on set this past week was so much fun. I loved, I realized I loved being on set. I love being in the cameras and being with my friends and I don't know, just doing all of that was super fun. Also a lot of the crew that was there was our crew from the show. Yeah. So like our sound guys, our camera guys, our producers, I've known them since I was 10. So it was really cool that Everybody was there, and I think it made it feel more like a safe space, too, Mm -hmm. just because they've seen us go through everything, you know? So it was a safe space all around, and it was a lot of fun. So I do – my brain brain has been spinning since the show because I'm like, what am I going to do next? I want to do this. I want to do this. So I I do think hopefully I can get a reality show of some sort going in the future, maybe. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see how the reunion plays out, too. You never know, right? Yeah, hopefully. Do you know when that will uh, be coming out? I don't want to say a day because it changes so much. Yeah. Um, but in 2024. Okay. So, but it definitely, I'm going to say 
earlier. It's not going to be like a year from now. Okay. But- oh my gosh. People are so excited. I can't wait to watch it too. Black Friday and Cyber Monday may be over, but the holiday deals are not because our friends at American Eagle have given us an additional 20% off your entire purchase starting November 29th until December 4th online only. American Eagle is your go-to place for all of your holiday shopping this season, whether it's for a friend, sister, your boyfriend, maybe even for you. You can find denim, sweaters, dresses, accessories, loungewear, matching sets, scarves, hats, literally anything and everything is at American Eagle and it makes the perfect gift. So take advantage of the additional 20% off using the code AEFUNONWEEKDAYS2. So that's AEFUNONWEEKDAYS2, no spaces. I'll put the code in the episode description and make sure you use it by December 4th. So you spent the whole weekend with the girls. What has it been like reconnecting with them now that you are adults and time has passed and you've been able to reflect on the show and you've all kind of become your own people? I know you talk about like finding your voice and finding your personality. How has that impacted your friendships with the girls, not only on the show, but then also like outside of reality TV too? Yeah, I think for a lot of us, we all live in different places now, right? Mm-hmm. We all have different lives. It's like when you are in high school and then everybody goes to a different college and you might not talk every day. You might not see each other every day because that's part of growing up and that's part of life. So I think we've all kept in contact of some sort, but it's been a while since we spent this many days together like we used to. Yeah. And it was so fun, like just to catch up and see us as adults, like, We all have boyfriends, girlfriends, you know, like talking about those things, talking about school, talking about where people want to move to and just like our bigger, our bigger pictures of life now, you know, it used, our lives were only dance. Mm -hmm. So that's all we used to like talk about. Obviously we had fun and other things, but that was our main thing in common. And now like we all went out to the bar, we like went and like got drunk together. That is so crazy. So Picturing y'all all being like of legal age to go to the bar. Yeah. I actually was so curious. So obviously y'all are all dancers. How does that impact yeah. like how you dance at the club, at the bar? Oh, you live in Scottsdale? I live in Scottsdale. It's yeah. crazy out here. <laughs> I dance horrible at the club. What? Everybody always says like, no, people will come up to me and be like, show me a dance move. I'm like, yeah, what so is- awkward. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm not like a good club dancer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a good dancer. Yeah. But Once I no, get a couple drinks in. It was a lot of fun all of us together. And then I never thought I would say this. I was deathly hungover the next day. Really? Because we were doing interviews. So it was like a day of interviews. And I was like, I never thought I would see the day that I would say I'm filming dance moms. <laughs> well, you are, you're 23 now. I just turned 23. 23. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like right after college around 23 was when I started getting hangovers and it was really from like wine and the sugary drinks. So what's yeah. your like go-to when you go out? I'm a vodka soda girly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's weird. I, I feel like you shouldn't yeah. get hangovers then. No, I do. I've always gotten a hangover. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. We went to like, um, the gay bars. We went to the Abbey. Okay. And their drinks are strong. Where did you record this at? In LA? Yeah, we filmed in LA. We some studio like in Burbank area. So um, we went to the Abbey 
and it was so much fun, but I was so hungover. Mid-interview, I threw up. No. Yeah, I was so unwell. I was like, Chloe, Brooke, Paige, I will never go out with you guys again because uh, I was dying. I don't get hungover like that either. Like, I usually can, like, live my life, but it was bad. What do you do when you're hungover? Like, what's your go-to? Do you just eat something Rot specific? In Rot in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I have to send you water boy. My boyfriend actually, not that this is like a plug for him or anything, but he actually has um, a hangover recovery business. And uh -huh. I, I, know what I know what that is. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to send you some. I was Please just do. out for dinner a couple nights ago and I had like three glasses of wine at dinner. And the next morning I woke up on Friday and I was like, Oh, holy shit. I, I haven't felt that like heart beating out of your chest feeling in a oh, while. Yeah. yeah it's it's the it's worst. So we'll have to send you some so you never get a hangover. I get anxiety <laughs> so bad. Yes, the anxiety. I'm not like a anxiety worried about what I did the night before because I don't really care. I'm pretty like a, ah, whatever I did, I did. It was funny. <laughs> whatever. Has there been a time where you've woken up and you've looked at your phone and been like really embarrassed or ashamed of something you've texted someone? Oh, just recently. <laughs> I went out with this. I went out with this guy. It was like Halloween weekend. He's so hot. Okay, so and he's like, an interest. Not anymore. I oh, no. <laughs> you might think that though, but you, you might not have scared him away. Like he might have just might liked have. that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but this is the only time I've ever been like, oh, guys, I might have fucked up. Like I might have done, but I didn't do anything bad. I was just, I'm just weird. But I was really drunk. I'm just kind of still getting over my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> But I decided that I need to start, you know, going out. Yeah. Trying to get yourself out there. <laughs> yeah, I gotta put myself out there. So uh, he was like, come meet us at Toka. So me and my friends went to Toka. And then I like hung out with him for the rest of the night, just us two. The next night I went out because it was Halloween weekend. So mm -hmm. I went out again the next night. Oh yeah. Halloween and weekend was a bender this year. With it being on Tuesday, I feel like people were going out for two weekends straight. I don't know. <laughs> what it was, I usually never go this hard on Halloween, but I went hard this year. <laughs> everybody was going hard this year too. Like every time I looked at TikTok, everybody's costumes were amazing. It was like yeah. a good Halloween. Anyway, so I like texted and called him and I kind of felt embarrassed about that because he didn't answer. Oh, that's okay. Did he text or call you the next day? No, <gasps> that's the thing. No, he did not ghost you. Well, so then I was like, am I ghosted? But then I was, I don't know. So then a couple of days later, when I was filming on set, because I was like, I probably look cool right now. Like, I'm filming on set. <laughs> I was like, I'm a con. So I called him while I was on set, and he answered then. Is this a FaceTime or a phone call? FaceTime. Okay, you're like, yeah, because he had to physically see that, like, you're on set. You're getting your hair and makeup yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> And Kendall was sitting next to me, and she was, like, talking to him. And so I was like, okay, I'm good. He doesn't not like me. Because he answered the phone, right? Right. I think. I so think so. I was like, I'll text you when I get back in town because I'm out of town anyways. He was like, perfect, text me when you get back. Is he in Scottsdale? Yes, right okay. now. Okay, okay. So I text him a couple of days ago and I got ghosted. Oh my God. Okay, I feel like, I don't know. He might not be worth it's it. Not I'm thinking we yeah, got to like kick him to the curve. It's over now. But speaking about your ex, um, in your episode with Sophia, you yeah. did talk about like how y'all broke up, but it was mm -hmm. relatively like very mature. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. that that's not that's the worst kind of breakup is a mutual breakup where you still have a lot of love and mm-hmm. no one did anything to hurt it's each other. So hurt. Yeah. So how have you been dealing with the breakup? Um, well, it's not really going well because I'm trying <laughs> to meet other people and it's not working. <laughs> but sometimes I wish like somebody cheated and something happened because then it's easier to just be done because it's like, okay, you fucked me over, so now I'm done. Yeah. So it's been harder Mm -hmm. just because he really is there for me. If I ever need him, he's right there and I respect it. And it's been hard. I feel like just because we are so close and nothing really bad happened Mm -hmm. that it's way harder to go through the breakup, but it also has helped me focus on myself a lot more. That's good. I used to like, I've always lived alone, but I used to not even be okay with being by myself. Mm-hmm. I would always be afraid to be by myself and like kind of latch on to either my friends or him or whatever it might have been. And I feel like our breakup really made me have to be by myself. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm really good about being by myself and I'm like not afraid to go to sleep alone at night. So I feel like it's helped me a lot in that sense. And we're still friends. And honestly, we still talk and you never know. I know, which is, I'm like, <laughs> that's like the number one rule of breakups is like, don't keep chit chatting. Cause then you just like never let it go. But well, is, that's kind of how it's been. Are you kind of thinking like, okay, maybe we'll get back together somewhere down the line. And like, you're keeping communication open because you're still interested in the opportunity or is it more so like, okay, our time has passed as a romantic relationship, but we're still really good friends. So let's continue like the camaraderie. I wish I could tell you. Yeah. Seriously. What's he up to? How's he handling the breakup? I don't, he's good. I mean, we talk occasionally, like I said, Mm -hmm. but what's great about him, as far as I know, he's just (laughs) very much so focused on himself and his job and his life. And that was part of our breakup, right? Mm -hmm. Was that that's what he needed to do. So he's doing that. And obviously on my end, we didn't break up because I didn't want a relationship or I felt that way. So that's kind of why I've been in a place where I want to try to meet other people and do other things because I wasn't the one that didn't want, you know, and it's not that he didn't want a relationship, but he just needed to focus on himself. Yeah. And so that's what he's doing from what I know. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I mean, I'm focusing on myself, but I'm just trying to put myself out there. You know, I'm 23 and I'm just thriving, beautiful, (laughs) stylish. You're so bubbly. Like you will have no problem finding the right person for you, whether that is him or not. Hey, they always say like, when you're looking, you don't find anyone, but also, okay, where I am curious, where are you looking? Are you on dating apps? Are you meeting people out at the clubs? Like, where are you finding these potential guys? Oh, I've, me and my friends, I'm like, should I tell the funny story that just happened to me recently? <laughs> yes. I've been having horrible luck with boys. Really? Luck. I can't imagine that though. Like truly, I cannot imagine that. I don't know why, just horrible luck. But this is a funny story. So me and my friend were at the Diamondbacks game. Okay. And Diamondbacks. I'm like, oh gosh. We just went to the World Series. Oh, baseball. We lost, baseball. Yeah, baseball. But we, we just lost. I should know this because Texas Rangers just won, yeah, right? I yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Screw you guys. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm in Austin, so I don't really have a loyalty. My loyalty is with okay. the Cleveland 
what are they called these days? They're no longer the Indians, the Cleveland Guardians. Yes. Okay. I'm honestly not a huge baseball girl. No, nope. you're from. I'm a, I'm a basketball girl. You're from Pittsburgh, though, right? No, I'm from Scottsdale. Oh, you're from Scottsdale. Okay, so yeah. I was just thinking you were originally from Pittsburgh just because of the show because they were based yeah. there. Okay. Okay, Most so are. anyways. I came on later, so. Gotcha. I wasn't, yeah, so I'm from here. Anyways, though, I went to the baseball game, and my friend next to me was like, oh, my gosh, that guy is really hot. And so he was in a jersey. So there was two <sighs> guys next to me. It's always other. the jerseys, isn't it? I know. <laughs> and then it was like her guy was Johnson, and then my guy was like Harry Jowsey Duke, which okay. he looked nothing like Harry Jowsey, actually, when it came to it, which is really funny. Okay, if Harry Jowsey, him actually, him actually made a move, would you be interested in Harry Jowsey? Like, is he your type? No. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, no, it's so weird. My friends say this all the time. I have no type. Okay. I can go all over the place. Are you more of a personality gal? Then I guess yes. If okay. I have no, if I have no type, then I would have to go and say personality like you can suck me in if you have a good personality yeah that's true I mean and I can look past looks <laughs> <laughs> everybody's gonna eventually be bald and gray and old at some one point one day I'm not gonna look good yeah so. until I get a facelift and then I'll look great again but exactly. no <laughs> I'm like exactly that's exactly what I'm gonna do too um so he's but, a Harry Jowsey dupe sorry yeah. and then camera and then the Cameron jersey or Johnson jersey my bad I can't even Johnson jersey so at the end of the game, she was like, I really wish we could have talked to them. And I was like, fuck it. I'll go talk to them. So they're like down at the bottom. We had to like walk down and we just won the game. So it was like crazy in there. I go down there and I was like, hey, are you guys single? There might have been a little bit of liquid courage in that conversation. But they were like, yeah, we actually are. And we walked out of the game together and then we went bowling. Oh, right after. like we like hung out for the rest of the night, but and then it didn't end up working for either one of us. <laughs> Wait, why? Okay, so I feel like there's this thing where you see somebody from afar, and the idea of them is just so much better than when you actually oh, get to know them and talk to them, and definitely. you're kind of like, oh, never mind. Was it like that, or okay, no, I got ghosted again. What? Yes. No, I've had a rough October. Okay, well, let's just chalk it up to it being October and it being like Halloween, it ghosts are in the is. air. I mean, I wasn't too upset about it because I wasn't really that interested in him. It was more my friend was interested in the guy, her guy. Okay. And I was just trying to like help out. Yeah. But then like we actually like got along. So I was like cool with it. But then like whenever I got ghosted, well, I didn't get completely ghosted. But whenever it didn't work out, I wasn't like, but hurt by it. I was just like, okay. Yeah, it's more of an wrong. ego blow than anything. You're like, really? You're gonna ghost me? I was gonna yeah. ghost you. <laughs> I feel like I've just been my ego's just been going down and down and down because all these men don't want me. I'm like, there has to be something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. It's your time to ghost someone else. What was like the last time that someone was interested in you that you were like, Ugh, no, and you just like let it go? Have you ever ghosted someone? Like last when I was in LA. <laughs> <laughs> when it's convenient, when I'm in town. I don't know. Like I said, it's not that deep to me. I don't really get that upset because mm -hmm. there will be somebody else out there. And maybe it's just my ex. And all these things keep happening because it's just my ex. Who knows?
it's all leading you back to him. Uh, so you did mention that like you are relatively ready to like settle down and start having kids soon. You mentioned your like timeline when you were talking with Sophia. So, um, well, for anyone who's listening to this, go listen to that episode. We won't rehash on it, but <laughs> I was curious. So when you are eventually ready to like have a family, how does like dance moms and your, your experience being a child star mm -hmm. influence how you would raise your kids? Like, would you be open to them being on a TV show? Would you be open to posting them on social media or do you want to kind of like protect them from, from that? It's really interesting that you asked this because I think about this a lot in a sense. I do want to give my kids the opportunity to choose whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have to, like if I have my kids want to dance, they can dance. If they don't want to dance, they don't have to dance. Mm -hmm. I think that I obviously did get a lot of success from this. So I could see why my kids might want to follow in my footsteps and be a part of it, but I will never push them to do mm -hmm. anything. I think that I will show my kids um, up until they can dis they decide if they want to or not. I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't know what the right decision is, and I mm -hmm. think that has a lot to do with my partner too. Yeah, that's if, so true. If they don't want our kids on social media, then that's like something we're gonna have to talk about, mm -hmm. um, just because that is part of my life, and I think that sometimes it's inevitable that it is going to happen, mm -hmm. especially like, let's say I'm filming a TV show by then. It's like how, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's one of those weird things where there's no right or wrong answer. They're your kids. You can do whatever you want with your kids. So I don't know. That's something I'll have to think about. Yeah. I feel like whoever you end up with has to know that about you and accept it fully before yeah. they like commit to a life with you. Cause they have to know what they're getting themselves into. And if they try I to change that, that, like. I how talked about that on Sophia's episode too. I was like, you know what you're getting into when you're dating me. Mm -hmm. I'm someone with almost 8 million followers. Okay. How about um, girl? <laughs> you're like, but, yeah, no, you heard no. it with an M. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like with that, if you're dating me, that comes part of, you know, you chose that <laughs> to date someone right. like this. And I always will respect people's boundaries, of course. And I will, I, I don't mention people's names and things like that unless they care to be mentioned or whatever. But that's just what, that's what it comes when you date me, marry me, hang out with me. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's it's and it's it's hard sometimes to find if people are genuine not genuine for those things yeah and whatnot but because you mentioned it's something that comes with you not only in a relationship but also in your friendships and mm -hmm. i don't know did you have a hard time making friends in la because that is a lot of the culture there is trying to get into film or trying to be an influencer or trying to be on a tv show did you find it difficult to make friends there or did you already have a network of people that lived out there who were already included in projects that it was like, you know, you had a good community there? Cause I know you mentioned it was a hard time for you. So I'm curious how the people yeah. that were there were. I grew up in Arizona, right? My whole life, my whole family is from here. I'm used to having family around me all the time. Then I chose to move to LA where I have all these friends, but your friends aren't your family in the same sense, you know, mm -hmm. I had a lot of people that I was really close with, but I wouldn't put them, some of them I would now, 
But at the time, I wouldn't have put them on the level of like my family. So I did feel like I was going through a lot alone. And I really did get into the LA lifestyle. I would go to the parties, go to the clubs. And although that's fun and all, you know, sometimes it still happens. If I go to LA and I go to a club, there's always going to be somebody that comes up and is like, oh my God, let's be friends with me on Instagram. Yeah. That's just how, that's how LA is. Yeah. That's how it goes. And I think at the time I couldn't really read through the bullshit as much. So I think that could be part of the reason why I just got really anxious and had a hard time with being in LA and just like dating in LA was really hard. I feel like all the guys that I was talking to weren't really, I don't want to say cloud chasing, but like wouldn't, weren't super close to me and wanted like a relationship, you know? Yeah. Um. So I did feel pretty alone when I was in LA. And I think that's ultimately why I moved back to Arizona. All of my friends that I'm friends with today, I would say 85% of them I've known since high school. Those are my best friends. And none of them do what I do. None of my best friends do what I do. You know, they're all like cute and post on Instagram and like do TikToks, but it's not their job. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's nice though, because I know that these relationships are genuine and they're not coming from a place where I like, I can help you. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, no, I definitely get that. And it's good that the people that you surrounded yourself with seem to really ground you. So now being back in Arizona, do you plan to stay there for a while or are you wanting to like move somewhere eventually? I know family is very important. I was literally just um, talking to Jess because I was with Jess and Jojo. I did Jojo's podcast and like they're, um, they have like a girl group and I did their podcast too. Love that. I was in the car with her and I was like, this sometimes makes me miss LA Mm. in a sense. I think that it's changed a lot since COVID. And I just think I moved there at the worst time you possibly could have moved to LA by yourself. Um, I was literally there for maybe four or five months before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even really get the full experience, you know? So I don't know if I would go back there, but it did make me think about it. I also love Dallas. I think Dallas is awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Come, you'll be yeah. closer to us. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my dad actually lived in Houston like my whole life. Okay. So I spent a lot of time in Texas. But and then it's hard. I have a two-year-old sister, eight-year-old brother, 16-year-old brother, mm-hmm. and I live 20 minutes from them. So being able to see them and hang out with them is also great. I don't know. It's, it's hard. I think it all depends kind of what my life's life Mm-hmm. In the next you know, couple years, I could see myself moving, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but who knows? You might meet someone. What is the dating? Yeah, what's the dating life, dating scene like in in Arizona? I feel like what I know about Scottsdale is, I went there in college for a work conference, and we all went out one night. And all I'm picturing are the girls in like the, the yeah, in the thong like jumpsuits oh, with the their giant asses. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, they look so good, and I they're know. like up on the um. Up on, on the, the bar. Yeah. And there yeah. were a lot of uh, bachelor groups there, but I don't know if I so actually many bachelor, met. Bachelor parties. Yeah. It's similar okay. to Austin too, but I feel like there is way more party. Is it difficult to meet guys who are like not super big party guys and more into serious relationships and looking for someone? Yeah. I mean, it's just getting crazier and crazier here. Yeah. <laughs> like we have a catch coming here. Oh my God. Caesar's Palace Hotel. Like there's so many things coming here. So Scottsdale's just growing and growing. The dating scene here, I mean, I've never really dated. 
a guy that's from here. My ex is from LA and we met because our best friends are married. Okay. So we were both in the wedding and that's how we know each other. So that's like a different kind of scenario. I feel like a lot of athletes are here off season. Mm. So I feel like that's kind of the dating scene. Okay, wait, I could love that for you. Everybody's switching over to the athletes. I mean, okay, well, I love a good athlete. So don't get me wrong. But I get ghosted by these athletes. Sometimes it doesn't really work. I don't know. I love a good athlete. I love them because they have a work ethic. They most of the time have to have their shit together. Because if you don't have your shit together, then you don't get a play or you don't, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I like athletes worth work ethic. I don't know. There's lots of off-season athletes here. And then just a lot of young, young guys. I feel like it is hard to find someone that wants to settle down or it's older guys dating younger girls. Are you, are you opposed to that? Is that like an absolute hard no? Like what's the, what's your age range we're looking at here? Like I can go up to like 34. 34. 33. <laughs> I'm like trying to do the math right now. So. I'm 23. Okay, so 10 years. Yeah, well, just it is. guys are more mature when they're older. Yeah. I don't know. If you're looking to settle down, then yeah, you kind of got to go a little bit older, I feel like. You'd be, I don't know. I've met some guys that are like in their mid-30s and they are yeah. not any more mature. <laughs> I mean, I just like, I can't date that old. My mom's 42, so... Oh my like, gosh. That's weird. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you have a very young mom. So then yeah. she would almost be like closer to Oh my God, he'd almost be closer to your mom's age than you. Yeah, that's kind of so, crazy. Yeah, so that's why I personally wouldn't, but some of my friends be getting older. And I'm not gonna lie, sometimes they're fine. Like they're hot. Like Okay, so we're not we're not saying no just yet, but I mean not me. Okay. Not too old. I can't go too old. We'll find your guy. I'd prefer, prefer 26, 27. Yeah, that is a good age. That is a good age. Well, I'm That's sure I'm sure you'll find him. Well, Yeah, can we make – is this like a dating show now? So who wants, <laughs> who wants to date me? <laughs> I think you'll be really disappointed to know that my demographics, I think, are like 99% women and the 1% are my dad and gay well, men. <laughs> what's perfect is – all of these girls can now send me some men. You know, that is actually so much better than <laughs> than all of the guys coming directly to you because I trust a woman's like advice or Sweet. reference far more. I actually like a couple years ago when I first started the podcast, my sister was single and mm-hmm. I had posted in my Facebook group and I was like, okay, we should start this thing where it's like uh, fun on week dates. And so oh, that's a good one. all of the girls like in our Facebook group, were going to set her up with their brothers or their cousin or their best friend. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I actually think that might be genius. It's be- kind of genius. Cause all of like the really good guys are probably not, I don't know. They might be reaching out. I but- really don't know. I'm, I'm on dating apps. Okay. Which ones? Am I going to get kicked off if I say Raya? No. Why would, wait, why would Did you get, get kicked, kicked off? off? Oh, are you not allowed to say that you're on Raya? Is it like Soho House that you're not allowed to say that you're part of it? Like, I guess. I I I tried to join Raya like years and years ago and I was on the wait list. list. I think the wait list is a bunch of bullshit. I don't know who's in charge of that. Yeah, who's in charge of the wait list? I have so many friends that I have tried to get on. And if it's by status as it's like supposed to be, I have a friend with like 500K that won't get on. 
but my friend with like 5,000 followers got on. So it's like, if it's about status, then their algorithm is there's something there's it's either something the algorithm or whoever is behind, behind the curtain. But I meet a lot of, honestly, I've met a lot of great guys off of Raya that I've hung out with, dated, just ended up being friends with at the end of the day. So I low-key have met a lot of people. It's a lot of athletes. Okay. But <laughs> what's your go-to the one that I got ghosted off of. That guy that ghosted me. Oh. Really hot one that I'm really sad about. Maybe he'll listen to this. Someone's probably going to send it to him and then he's going to be like, oh shit, I'm stupid. And then he's going to get I his- I really doubt it. He'll get his life It's together. okay though. He, we matched on Raya in like 2019. Oh, wait. That's- Raya's been a long, around that long? Really long. That's before crazy. I was Before I was 18. Because I remember being like, when I turn 18, I'm going to get on Raya. <laughs> um, what a goal. <laughs> and then he kept reaching out to me on Riot. I never answered until this year. This was like, we matched when I was 19. And then he's been reaching out every year, but I just never answered. I don't know why. And then I answered this time. And then now I'm coaching. Yeah, that, that's a silly little game that I don't think is worth playing. He's no, I agree. Being sketch. It's fine. I'm also on Hinge. I just got Hinge. Okay. I So I just did um, a podcast with Hannah Brown. Do you okay. know Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette? Yeah. So she met her now fiance on Hinge. Maybe I have some hope then. Yeah. I, I literally like, just got Hinge maybe three weeks ago. I like Hinge. I think people are funny like on Hinge. Than, I like it better than Raya by far. Yeah, people, now I'm really going to get kicked off, Raya. <laughs> <laughs> They're like listening to you right now. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine I'm, like, they suspended. <laughs> My boyfriend got banned from Hinge actually. Um, like years ago, this was, this was before we were together. Um, but he got banned because they didn't think he was a legitimate profile. People were like, um, reporting him. Mm -hmm. So watch out for that though, in case you get taken down. They have a little verification thing now. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're good. What's your favorite like brief on hinge? What is your profile? Like, are you funny? Are you cutesy? Mine's funny. Mine says, my biggest irrational fear, I put Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> do you think the guys are going to know what that means? Some of them do. Okay. They Some must have a sister. Like, yeah. You'd be shocked. That's funny. And then I have like a really ugly photo of me on there. I kind of got it more as a joke. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I'm just going to do it. Why not? And it's actually been like funny. Good time. So it's, why it, not? Yeah. It was a good pastime. Like whenever I'm with my single friends, I'll like help them out. I always look oh, at their profile, so always change the photos. <laughs> it's so fun. I'm like, Ooh, actually this photo. The prompts are funny. There's been a couple of funny ones. And then a couple of guys where I'm like, you're disgusting. Yeah. You're what scary. are, what would you see on a profile that you'd be like, absolutely not. What is the biggest red flag in a I Hinge saw profile? One that was like, has to be open to threesomes. What? Don't put that on your Tinder profile. I mean, I guess, I guess you could. I feel like that's more for Tinder, though. No, that would make more I, sense. Yeah. Tinder. I mean, I guess it's honest. I can't. Are you can't on Tinder? No, should I? I don't know. I mean, I feel like Tinder over the years, ever since like Bumble and Hinge have come about, Tinder is now more branded for like hookups. So oh, I guess okay. it, so I guess if you're into that, but Bumble too. Um, well, I think my sister met her husband on Bumble, or maybe no way. maybe it was Tinder actually. But it was like years ago. Guys, so I'm like, oh I my really, god, maybe these dating apps are going to be it for me. It could maybe I'm be. Find the one. 
It really could be. You mentioned I'm hearing some, some some success stories, but I also hear some murder stories. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, be, <laughs> this is gonna go for me. be be very careful. But yeah, at the very least, you'll get some good stories. Um, exactly. We're all here for everything I do is for the plot, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you meant you just mentioned Abby Lee Miller. Um, was she at the reunion? She was not at the reunion. Okay. No. Um, but you were just on her podcast not too too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? And what are some like misconceptions about her? Because obviously like y'all don't have a horrible relationship where you're like going on her podcast. Yeah. I mean, I didn't talk to her for a really, really long time. I can't even tell you how long, but she DM'd me on Instagram and was like, <laughs> she slid in. She slid into the DM. Is the it only, her? Only DMs I'm getting slid into. Or Abby Miller's. <laughs> Wait, oh. is it actually her? Or does she have a social media manager? Because sometimes I, I never her. know. That's, I think it's her. That's so know. funny to just but, picture um, her typing. Yeah, she's typing it up. She's like, hey, sweetie. Like, come on the pod. And timing ended up working out. I was in LA for BeautyCon. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Also, because for me, I know that I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. I was never supposed to be on Dance Moms. Producers didn't want me on Dance Moms. Nobody wanted me on Dance Moms. The only person that did was Abby. Why did they not want you on? My mom wasn't interesting enough, like for TV. Oh, okay. Because yeah. she wasn't like into all the drama and everything. People- she wasn't really that yeah, crazy. And she also, if the producers wanted to bring something up, she'd be like, no, that's stupid. I don't want to talk about yeah. that. Where other people obviously are like, oh my God, anything to be on TV, I'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right? So she just wasn't very good at being on TV. <laughs> she learned her way and then we were good producers and stuff. Love our producer now. We're great friends. But um, nobody wanted me on the show. And Abby just loved me and gave me this platform. So going on the podcast, I was so nervous. My two friends came with me. And I was like shaking, having a panic attack. So I was like, I just haven't seen her in so long. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it what it's going to be like or what we're going to talk about. But as soon as we sat down, I mean, it was just like our relationship has changed so much now. You know, like I'm an adult. So when we're sitting and having a conversation, it's a tad bit more like equals versus, you know, I'm a child and she's my dance teacher. Right. Like Obviously, that power dynamic. For sure. Yeah. I still obviously treat her with respect. She'll always be my dance teacher and an elder, but it's just like a different kind of relationship. So I think it was really good to talk to her and I would be like, look, I don't agree with what you did. Mm -hmm. I don't like how you treated some of my friends in certain scenarios, how you treated me in certain scenarios, how you treated my mom in certain scenarios, but I will always pay my respects to you. I will always be here, you know? So I think it was also good before the reunion to have oh, like a good relationship because a lot of the clips that were shown, you know, were kind of crazy crip clips. So it's yeah. easier. Well, so when I said that you were going to be on the podcast, first of all, people were like, holy shit, like how, <laughs> how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. <laughs> um, but they were also, a lot of people were curious about your relationship with her and if she really was like as crazy in person or if a lot of it was for TV, because obviously we know that like reality TV is enhanced. It's very dramatic. Um, but also not to like downplay the way that she treated y'all in any way. Reality TV then is so different than now. First of all, I do have to put that out there. Mm -hmm. People now go on reality TV knowing they're going to get social media famous. 
and do things for the clout. And, yeah, that's you know, so true. I bet like your moms, your moms and like y'all at that age probably didn't even know. Social media was barely a thing when I started yeah. the show. So it wasn't really like that. We were truly ourselves and we were just real. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have producers pushing your buttons and trying to get in there to cause things. For the most part, like a lot of it's pretty real. You, When you're in that setting, you fight about a lot of things that you would never care about in real life. But your <laughs> That's buttons a good way are to pushed. put it. Yeah, your buttons are pushed. There's so many things, there's so many different factors going on. So I don't know, I was 11, 12, <laughs> 13, you know? So it's like the things that Abby was saying to me was real mm-hmm. in my eyes. At the age of 12, whatever she was telling me was real life. I wasn't thinking about filming a TV show. It was real. So I think that that's why a lot of the girls talk about the trauma of being on the show is because in our eyes, the things that were happening were real. Whether we knew if they weren't or they were, they were to us. But she's not, she wasn't always mean. I think, (laughs) like I said, also, we filmed 60 hours. You only saw 45 minutes. Obviously, the craziest parts, the meanest parts, the ones that are going to make the best TV is what's getting aired. Mm-hmm. You know? I did want to talk about your brand that you just started because that is something that you shared when you're on her podcast, Non Sophia with an F. And, you know, obviously, like you're starting a whole new project. So I wanted you to talk about Care by Kalani. <laughs> yeah. So I just recently, I think it's seven months ago around there, it launched. So it's a baby. Um, Care by Kalani. And it is my self care brand. I wanted to make a brand to help others. That's been my major thing. Even just watching back, we just on the reunion, it showed me exactly why I started the brand. I, when I was on the show, I was very emotionless and I held everything in to the point after the show, like when I lived in LA and all these things, I was having this immense amount of anxiety and was just going through depression because I was so anxious. And all these, you know, other things just because of, I wouldn't feel my emotions or I was, I would too busy to not feel my emotions. So I would just constantly push myself to be busy, 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 busy. Mm -hmm. And that I would never take time to have Mm self-care. And so that's why I wanted to start the brand is that it's important for everybody, no matter what you're doing what job you're doing, whether you're an athlete, you're a dancer, you work a nine to five, you have to take time to yourself mm-hmm. and focus on your self-care. And so that was the whole point of starting care. Love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I feel like especially- like, We're going to have to get you some now. Yes. We'll, we'll send some over. We'll send some over. Yes. Sure. What's your favorite product that you have? The one I use the most is my TheraWrap headband. So okay. it's a cute headband. And you can put these heating pad inserts in or like cooling inserts in. So it's great for headaches. Girl, use that, use that for your hangovers. Hangover. There you go. That's what I use for hangovers. I put the cooling pads in and I have an eye mask that does that too. So I use the eye mask like that also. But that one's my favorite just because I use it for my makeup every day. Okay. I put the headband on or if I'm washing my face, I'll put the inserts in, wash my face, do my makeup, put the headband on. 
So that's probably just my most used. I started like fun on weekdays a couple years ago and I've hosted mm -hmm. events and I've done things and people just love when I talk about the business behind just yeah. everything that goes into starting a brand. So I'm For really sure. curious. So you launched seven months ago. How did you go ago. about finding a, well, let's just start at the basics. How, how much money did you put into starting it? If any, personally, I'm working with another company too. Okay. Okay. So that's, we have a partnership, but I did have to put down my own money, you know, for lawyers, trademarks, PR, mm -hmm. so many other things that are kind of like back end. Up front, I can't even give you an exact number. I'm not too sure. Good amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. You have to and pay for like packaging and you have to pay for the product and inventory and you have to have enough inventory that like you can actually sell it. That was an issue that I had recently. We didn't yeah. have enough inventory and then it's on back order. It's like no one wants to wait eight weeks. It's definitely hard. And I was working on my brand the entire year before I even launched. Mm -hmm. And it can get so frustrating, which I'm sure that you understand. It's like I was getting samples, looking at samples. And then I was like, I don't like that. Send it back. Yes. Another six weeks comes back. That color is not exactly the way I want it. Send it back. And then it's like you keep having to do all these trials. And especially with mine, since they are some products are what's called rechargeable and things like that. You have to make sure that it works. Yeah. You, to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So there was a lot more into it back end than people think. And I was super hands-on in the creative process, more or less. That's what I love. I love, I'm not a huge number girl. Same. I got a lot of people <laughs> to help me out with that <laughs> because I'm not very good at that stuff. But when it came to the creative, I was so involved in making products that I really wanted and made sure that they were great for everybody. I think you're in this space too. A lot of people just create brands and products to make a quick buck mm -hmm. and you can tell when it's not genuine and you can tell when it's not something that might have longevity and like maybe they don't care if it does. Right. Yeah. With care, I really wanted to create a brand that had longevity and I can maybe one day sell it and it's not even mine anymore. It could just be care. Mm -hmm. Right. And I also wanted to go into so many different ventures. So I made sure that, care could go anywhere because I believe that self-care can be anything. A form of self-care for me is dance. Mm -hmm. So I want to be able to bring fitness into it. I want to bring makeup into it. I want to bring skincare into it. I want to be able to have this big umbrella of care. Self-care can be anything. And it's like, I'm working on things for a year and a half from now to yeah. launch, you know, and people don't realize that it's not something that's like, quick yeah un come in time. unfortunately because especially in like today's uh, today's world everybody wants things like so immediate and yeah. it can be difficult to explain the process behind why things take so long or if there's a delay or if there's mm -hmm. a mistake that was made so is this a process that you've been sharing along the way or you've been kind of keeping it a secret until you in uh, initially were ready to launch it i think that i would sneak peek it a lot okay but it is so i think i messed up a couple things <laughs> yeah <laughs> what were some like, of like the what were some of the mistakes that you made along the way yeah i think i was sneak peeking a little too early okay <laughs> just because i thought that it was going to be ready in two months 
Yes. And then it was another two more months. And then it was another two more months. And so I think I could have done a little bit better on the marketing side as in like building hype. Mm-hmm. I think that that was kind of my fault <laughs> in that standpoint. I got a little too excited with it. And also I was just like posting some products in different colors that didn't end up launching in that color and launched okay. in like a different color. So I think that some of those things I could have done differently, but you live and you learn, right? Those are something that I did wrong. <laughs> And also they're, they're not even like very important mistakes either. Like those are also really good learning lessons too. Um, because obviously this is a brand new venture for you. So the people that you are working with, then the, the company that you are partnering with to bring everything to fruition, are they handling like sourcing, manufacturing, shipping and all that? And you kind of go to them and you say, this is what I want to do. This is Mm -hmm. the idea. Okay, so what is your like? Which day- they save my they save my life for that. Yeah, it makes yeah. it so much easier on me. I recently just did this actually. I make a list of certain products that I want to have a part of my brand okay. and things that I'm interested in, and then I can also make a mood board of the colors that I like or the colors that I think are trending, and then they also look and see what's going to be trending. You know, because in a year from now, yeah, people can forecast what is going to be the trending colors or whatever it might be so we kind of go like that at first Mm -hmm. and then they go into the manufacturing and creating everything and then I get sent samples and you just kind of go through the sample process until you get to the product that you like and you want to sell and then you just kind of figure out obviously based off my following and whatnot you decide how many we can buy mm-hmm. and what we think is best marketing yeah. and stuff like social media, running the page and everything like that. Obviously you have 8 million followers and I think yeah. most people would probably think, okay, she can easily do X in sales. How has it been actually since launching it with like your expected sales versus like what really happened? Did y'all like exceed your expectations or where are y'all at with that? Cause obviously like the first time you launch something, you know how much you can sell of a certain makeup product that mm-hmm. you've sold before, or, you know, a shirt that you've linked before, but coming up with your own brand new item, it can be really hard to forecast. So how has it been in the past seven months? It's definitely been a learning experience. I've never really had a brand before of my own. Mm-hmm. And you think, you know, <laughs> your audience in a sense, but my Fan base is still all over the place, right? I have six-year-old fans and I have six-year-old <laughs> fans. So it's like you never really know what's going to work. Mm-hmm. And I think with the launch, some products just do better than others. And that's just like an inevitable thing. But I think that first launch has helped us be able to figure out for our next launch, what is the right direction to go into, yeah. you know? go more this way or go more this way mm-hmm. and what I'm choosing to create and build out of it. It definitely like some products obviously do better than others, but it exceeded my expectation. Yeah. I mean, when you start a brand, you never know what's going to happen, right? Like I would have been happy if five people bought it, Yeah, you know? So I think it exceeded my expectations, but I think moving forward, I know better of what kind of a products to make that are selling and they're going to sell more. 
Yeah, it's interesting because you would just assume that whatever you enjoy the most is what other people are going to, but it's, it's not, not always the case. Um, so you said that your favorite product is the is the headband. Um, yeah. Is it? Wait, headband? Is that the right word? Therawrap headband. Therawrap headband. There we go. Yeah. Like I missed one part of that. Is that your best-selling product or what has been your customer's favorite? I would say that heatless hair curlers, eye masks. Okay. So kind okay. of like the beauty. I would have beauty. to like go and look for sure, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, I, feel, I feel like the headband does the best just because I mentioned those. I was going to say. Do because you, I use it the most. Yeah. So do you see that there is a direct response? Like if you post a link to a headband or if you post the link to your eye patches or something, do you yeah. see an immediate uptick in oh, sales? Oh, for sure. Okay. That's yeah. cool. And I feel like that's sometimes what gets hard with my brand right now because I have so many different products. Yeah. So I'm trying to make sure that I post every single one versus just one continuously. I also feel, which is weird because I don't post about my bag the most, but my bags, or there's only one bag right now, <laughs> but my one bag sold a lot too. And I haven't even posted that one. Yeah. You're like, how are you seeing that? Wait a second. <laughs> are yeah. you actually yeah, so shopping? It's like, <laughs> You truly never know, though, mm -hmm. just because something that you love, it could be completely different. I, I compare it to my dances I've done on Dance Moms. Some people have a favorite group dance, and I'm literally like, I hate that dance more than anything, right? Everybody's taste is different. So when it comes to launching your own brand, you do also have to do what you're most passionate and what you love about what you love because it'll feel ingenuine any other way. Totally. But you have to have a little bit in your mind of what's going to sell and what's not going to sell after yeah. you kind of learn. Totally. And so this is kind of like my last question. I love the analogy yeah. that you made about like your favorite dance. I feel like people yeah. will really understand that. Wait, by the way, what is your favorite dance and your least favorite? My least favorite is we did this vegan group dance <laughs> to Abby's boy toys vegan rap at the time. <laughs> And I was a pig and we were like getting slaughtered no. like, on stage. Like that was like supposed to be like the thing, like killing animals. It was crazy. Oh. I was just like, what? Like who does that? <laughs> yeah, the creative direction is crazy. The creative direction went <laughs> wild. There's been a couple where I'm like, that? It's crazy. Yeah, it's also crazy what people got away with like 10 years ago on reality TV versus now. Because oh, I don't know sure. if you've ever watched America's Next Top Model recently, but like it is oh, it's bad. insane how they ever let yeah. that like go live. It's crazy. No, seriously. There's a couple things on Dance Bombs where we're like, that maybe wasn't good. Yeah. Um, My favorite dance is Suicide Hotline. Um, I was the, the star. No, I hate to say it like that, but I was the lead in the dance. And personally struggling just with mental health. I think that that dance, I get, I get really into it on um, the reunion. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a dance that I think means a lot to me more now yeah. than I even realized at the time. But I loved our meaningful dances that meant something and told a story. And, you know, I hope that even now with it still being you know, people still watching the show that it can help others. And so those dances were always my favorite that were like meaningful. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with your brand. And it's yeah. very obvious to tell that you are very like genuine. You care a lot about like 
having compassion for other people. And I'm sure it's also really cool to see how much you personally have grown over the past like 10 years. And now you're starting these new ventures and there's just so much opportunity in the air. So thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. Those thank you for having me. Oh, you're amazing. Course. Yeah, I'm so serious. You moved to Dallas. We're going to hang out. I'm like... Don't don't tell my mom she would die. <laughs> <laughs> she can come too. Yeah. Just for a little girls weekend. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me, yeah, Kalani. This was amazing. And um, I really had so much fun talking to you. So I will include all of your information in the episode description. Not that people don't already know where to find you, but we'll link to care. We'll include it in our newsletter and everything. So Thank you again. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. You're of the best. Course. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> okay. Bye everyone. Bye.